the creative side of medicine, doctors writing about patients, writing about their own experiences. I'm your host, Dr. Brian McDonough, and with me today is Dr. Paul Gross. Dr. Gross is with the Department of Family and Social Medicine at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine, Montefiore Medical Center. He is a faculty member in the residency program, and in addition to all of those things, he serves as editor-in-chief of a very, very interesting site. And why don't you identify the site to me? I've been on it. It's called Pulse uh, Voices from the Heart of Medicine, but we'll start from the beginning. Uh, introduce the site and tell me what your goals are with it. Oh, yeah, thank you very much, Brian. So uh, people can find the site by going to pulsevoices.org. That's P-U-L-S-E-V-O-I-C-E-S.org. We started it um, actually over five years ago, and our goal was really to tell the real story of medicine. And one would think it's kind of easy to get the real story of medicine, but in my experience, actually starting as a medical student and through residency and then you know, now as, a, as an experienced clinician, my experience is that it's kind of hard to get the real story of medicine, that we don't get it on television, we don't necessarily get it in the newspapers, and we don't really get it in our, in our medical journals either. And our thought was that the, the way to get the real story of medicine is to get stories from people who are in medicine, which include doctors, patients, nurses, caregivers, students, residents, and have them share their own personal tales of medicine. You know, I probably shouldn't be surprised, but I always am surprised when I see some of the talent of some of the people who are writing on a site like this, physicians who clearly are in a scientific world, but some, the way they express themselves and the way they express their relationships with patients, it, it's inspiring, it, it makes you think. Um, you must have a lot of fun reading over these things, you know, determining what gets in, what doesn't get in, where it's placed. It's, it's got to be very interesting. It, you know, I, I think all of us in medicine, and when I say all of us, I include, you know, patients and, and all health professionals, I think are on real emotional journeys. And one of the interesting things is that that emotional journey is often overlooked in our training and even in our discussions with colleagues, and I think even, you know, patients, the emotional journey of a patient is often kind of overlooked. And so I think it's a real privilege when somebody writes a story that really comes from the heart and says, this is what happened to me, uh, and this is what it felt like. I, I, I guess I think of it as a real privilege and, and an honor to, to, to bear witness to that. I was looking at, you know, your title page. There's a story called Imagine. Uh, Linda Kobner has written in it. It's, it says her 25-year-old face is beautiful and flawless despite the howls of frustration, rage, and pain. She directs at her family, especially due to Friedrich's ataxia, and it goes on and on talking about that. But in such descriptive terms, you feel as if you're with that patient. That's a wonderful, wonderful piece. And I, I have to, you know, credit, we have um, working with us on Pulse a Diane Guernsey, who is a professional editor, who is a former senior editor for Town & Country magazine, and she works closely with all of our writers. Every, every writer needs an editor, and I include myself in that group. And so 
when we get a story that we think is a really good story and we run it, uh, Diane works closely with the writers to make sure that the stories are really concise, vivid, uh, and accessible to all readers. And when you do that and you're going through it, I guess you're thinking of a physician audience, but my sense is you must have a lot of people just peeking in. I know a show like Primary Care Today on ReachMD, you know, I'll get comments from people who aren't physicians, aren't clinicians. They just have heard the program and, and they're listening out of curiosity or whatever. And I'm sure you don't mind that, do you? No, no. And, and in fact, we, you know, part of our goal is, is to, with Pulse is to get all of us sitting around a table talking about what medicine is really like. And, and I, I don't think we can really have that conversation if we don't have patients and, you know, lay readers, non-health professional readers sitting around that table as well. So one of our very conscious goals with Pulse is to make our stories accessible to anyone. You know, I have a number of friends and uh, you know, people I know who read Pulse and who have become very avid readers who are not health professionals at all uh, because the stories are engaging and authentic, emotionally honest, and I think such stories grab anyone. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Primary Care Today on ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Brian McDonough. I'm speaking with Dr. Paul Gross. He is the editor-in-chief of PulseVoices.org, or as the website is called, it's, it's a, you, that's where you would go to get it. But as you go, it's actually Pulse, the voices from the heart of medicine. But PulseVoices.org is the site if you want to find it. And uh, Dr. Gross is also with the Department of Family and Social Medicine, Albert Einstein College of Medicine, Montefiore Medical Center. Tell me about your experience as a family physician and how that helps you in your role in this literary sense. I think my, my experience as a family physician is that doctoring is very different in real life than one is led to believe before one becomes a doctor. And, you know, I think one picks up a medical journal and one reads studies that say, well, if you use this medication, your, your patients will get a 30% better outcome in terms of whatever the outcome is, is that's being discussed. And it all sounds very easy, and it all sounds very, you know, very calm and rational and orderly. And then you walk into a room, and, and you're faced with a patient who is not so easy and who doesn't like to take pills or who has a very disorganized life or who has no health insurance, and so they can't afford your pill. And all of a sudden, it's much more murky and complicated, but also much, you know, at times sadder, at times much funnier. And at times you walk into a room full of confidence and say, I know just what this patient needs. And you present it to the patient and you get egg all over your face because the patient has already thought of that and it, it doesn't work for them. You know, medicine, as, as you know, Brian, is a very messy business. And, and so I guess my experience in family medicine is that conveying some of that messiness is really part of the fun of doing Pulse and of you know, as I said earlier, telling telling it the way it really is in all its kind of glory and absurdity and comedy and, and tragedy sometimes. I had the opportunity to meet Dr. Gross at the FMEC, the Family Medicine Education Consortium, where a group of family physicians from around the country in all sorts of different areas were, were together talking about their various areas of interest, whether it be broadcasting or writing or pulse or whatever the different backgrounds were. It was an interesting group, and it also, I think, tends to show 
how many physicians now are kind of thinking outside of the box, trying to reach their patients in different ways. Do you get comments from patients about what they've learned from this? Are there people who have certain conditions or diseases who have read about them from these first-person or third-person accounts and, and have commented? I think we get a little of that, although I, since a lot of the stories that we run you know, are, are not a, a, as disease-focused as they are person-focused, I think most of the comments that I've gotten from patients who have read our stories is how it has opened their eyes to how physicians think and, and more pointedly, how physicians feel. And, and, and I think for a lot of patients, it's, it's eye-opening for them to realize that, that the person on the other end of the, of the stethoscope has, has feelings not so dissimilar from theirs, and that, and that physicians are, uh, you know, feeling, you know, pain and, and, and some anguish and second-guess themselves and, and relive clinical situations that they've encountered thinking, you know, how might I have done this better? How could I have done this differently? Did I, you know, did I end up helping this patient in the end or, or did, I, did I miss the boat? And, you know, it's interesting. You have a section for comments on the site. For instance, it says uh, one of the stories, a well-written story. However, I must admit to being mystified by the doctor's reaction, empathy with the patient, and, yes, certainly with a recognition of the disease. And it goes on, and people are commenting about their feelings as well, about how the physician who wrote it felt or how the characters felt as well. That, yeah, that's right. I, I think, you know, oftentimes these stories stir things up for people, you know, interestingly, sometimes the physicians or health professionals who respond can <laughs> can sometimes be a little. I think sometimes people write write these stories, and uh, you know, again, sort of second guess themselves and 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 say, you know, did I do the right thing? Did I do enough? And I think that that you know, self doubt sometimes uh, raises kind of a defensive reaction in a health professional that reads it. And oftentimes the health professional will respond by saying, well, of course you did the right thing. You know, stop, you know, stop beating yourself up. Don't be so hard on yourself. And yet that response, you know, when you have an outcome that's not the way you would have hoped for, I think it's, it, it's, it's only human to look back and say, gee, could I have done something more? Could I have done it better? And, you know, a, a venue like Pulse is a wonderful opportunity to share that sensation and to share it with other people who have experienced the very same thing. I know, I certainly know I've experienced it as a, as a physician. Well, I like what you write. You write, I have great dreams for Pulse. I'd like readers to come to think of Pulse as their own, a place where they can speak from personal experience and from the heart, a place where generous listening leads to understanding and the inspiration to advocate for change. And I think that's another message I get the sense you have through there is healthcare is changing, it's transformational, and you want to be part of those changes and perhaps make it a little more humanistic, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny. I think we all have grandiose dreams, and I, and I think part of my dream for Pulse is really that it is a voice for changing medicine. And, and I think the way to change, you know, my hope that, it, that it's one small drop in the bucket for change. And, and, but this, this method of changing is to listen to stories one at a time and to use those stories to say, what does this tell us about health care the way it is, about health care the way it should be, 
about our health care system uh, the way it is. The, the story that you mentioned earlier about uh, the young woman with Friedrich's ataxia is a, a, in part a story about a woman who has aged out of medical assistance provided by the state and whose family has little money and who is waiting for a motorized wheelchair, which is taking years to arrive. Um, and so part of our hope is to you know, shine a light on things that need fixing, but to do it in a very human and a very personal way. My guest is Dr. Paul Gross, and you teach in a residency program, so you teach young physicians. And I'm, I was thinking as we're having this conversation about how you know, this program's heard on iHeart and your uh, website is out there, it's on the Internet. All these things weren't really vibrant or even that important 8, 10, 15 years ago, and here we are now with these different voices. For the next generation, what do you see as far as from your perspective of education and the world that uh, these young residents or medical students are heading into? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. You know, I think to me one of the ironies of medical education is that students are more and more being told that, you know, they need to listen better to patients, they need to be more compassionate, uh, they need to be more attentive to what patients are trying to tell them but sometimes are unable to put into words. I think one of the contradictions, I think, is that at the same time, I'm not sure that that same kindness and compassion that students are uh, being told they need to show their patients is being shown to the students or to the residents in training. And to, uh, my thought is that as we look to the future, my hope is that the medical profession will look at medical education and say, you know what, if we want to train compassionate physicians, the place we need to start is to treat our students and our residents compassionately and, and hold ourselves to the same standard of compassion, of kindness, of attentiveness that we are expecting of them when they go out and take care of patients. Well, Dr. Gross, we're about out of time. Is there anything else you'd like to mention in the few seconds we have that you think is important for those who are listening? Just that we would love to hear your stories, and I, and I hope your listeners will visit PulseVoices.org and think about sending us their stories about health care, whether they're patients, doctors, or other health professionals. Our guest has been Dr. Paul Gross, Editor-in-Chief of Pulse, Voices from the Heart of Medicine. Uh, you want to go to the site, it's PulseVoices.org. This is Dr. Brian McDonough. If you missed any of this discussion, please visit ReachMD.com slash Primary Care Today to download the podcast and learn more on the series. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you, Dr. Gross. Thank you so much, Brian.